Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda's in Zephyr B. This is season 25 for me and season 21 for Amanda. This is day one of season 93. Our first question asks for the neologism name of the digital encyclopedia created by Microsoft beginning in 1993 and ending in 2009. Uh, this was in Carta. I had, mm -hmm. a, I had an early CD-ROM of this. Sure. Um, I always had encyclopedias growing up and that was one mm -hmm. of them. And I got it when I was in college and had it for a while. And then online took over from that and Wikipedia soon supplanted it as, a, as an easy way to look things up to settle arguments mostly. So this was Encarta. Yeah, this one I came to pretty quickly as well after, you know, initially reading the phrase digital encyclopedia and thinking, oh, is this a question about Wikipedia and trying to stave off having my brain get stuck on that as the answer, you know, early in the morning when I'm trying to think of things. Um, but once I saw Microsoft, you know, 1993, I thought, oh yeah, I, that's that Encarta thing that they had at the time. And I want to say at least an edition or two of it would be packaged with windows or with like with computers. Maybe sometimes. with computers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's just kind of a, you know, another, uh, bonus or whatever to, to get you to want to buy them. So, um, yeah, this is just something that's part of. Uh, digital history, I guess, mm -hmm. that I've lived through. I don't recall ever using it a whole bunch, but um, if at all. Uh, but it definitely was, you know, a, a popular thing mm -hmm. through that time. So I put down Encarta as well. Yep. Yeah, I defended this pretty pretty easily. This was a zero. I figured and it, the, the vast majority of the Learned League demographic is old enough to have remembered that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I did that for uh, the private run opponent, and then uh, I did give it a two to the other one just yeah. because of the person's scores in other categories, I mm -hmm. think. Uh, yeah. um, and I thought there was a chance that they were, you know, maybe not of a generation to have heard of it. Yes. I couldn't really tell. But anyway. The correct answer was in cartoon. Indeed. Question two asks us what island celebrates Thanksgiving on October 25th because of 1983. Yeah, this one, I just thought this is one of those islands that was, you know, there was some conflict or other happening in the early 80s um, that, you know, I, as a relatively young kid, you know, I would have been 10 years old, um, would have heard, overheard on... NPR, my parents were listening to it or just kind of having it on the background. Um, and so I kind of quickly hopped over to like the Falkland Islands, but I was like, that's more than one island. So that can't be the right thing. And then I was like, Grenada. Grenada was the other one that, you know, was in the news around that time. Um, and I could not tell you many, if, you know, if any details of the actual conflict itself. Um, I just know that Grenada was uh, in the news at that time, and um, and it was something military involved, and so um, I, I figured they were liberated from something on that date. So I put down Grenada. Uh, my first reaction, my, my first thought was uh, uh, that this was commemorating some sort of disaster mm. or the response to it. Okay. Uh, so I thought maybe there was some kind of earthquake, and I thought it wasn't 
was there an earthquake in Haiti in 1983? I didn't think so. I thought, I thought the major ones of those kind of came later. Um, I tried to think of other islands that might have suffered disasters around that time, and I was thinking, okay, I was also 10 years old. I probably would have heard of something. Would it have? Would I have remembered it? Maybe not. Uh, and then I thought, 1983 island in the news. That sounds like Grenada. Or would they have celebrated Thanksgiving based on the, quote, liberation, end quote, that the U.S. performed upon them? Mm. Maybe? Yeah. Um, but really, for lack of anything better, I just kind of stuck with that. Just based on, yeah, that was a notable thing that happened in 1983 on that island. So, sure, sure we'll go with Grenada. And that answer from our 10-year-old gestalt was correct. <laughs> Uh, question three asks us about Edward Gorey's The Gashley Crumb Tinies and uh, N is for Neville, who perished from a non-fatal emotional state. M is for Maud, who was swept out to sea. N is for Neville, who died of ennui. Mm-hmm. That's, that one always stuck in my mind, mm-hmm. uh, probably more so than any of the other Gashley Crumbs, because, uh, you know, I, I read this probably around 1983, <laughs> probably around that time Sure. Uh, that I, uh, my parents had a copy and I uh, fished it out somewhere and, and had to look up NUI. Right. Uh, and fortunately, our dictionary also had a very good and easy to understand pronunciation guide. So I learned that it was ennui. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, that rhymes much, much better than died of ennui. So, okay. Mm-hmm. It's ennui. Yeah, this is one where I, you know, I, I've read this in the past, but I don't know it. So what I do know about it is that these are, it's like rhyming couplet sort of mm-hmm. rhyme scheme. Yep. Um, and so if M is for Maud, who is swept out to sea, N is for Neville, who died of what rhymes with uh, to, to see, see. Mm-hmm. ennui. Uh, rhymes very well, nicely yeah. well uh-huh. with that and ennui is of course is just kind of a fancy version of boredom uh-huh. basically yep. um and so yeah once i thought of that i was like that is exactly the kind of neat turn of phrase that gory would have used yep. um with his with his dark little illustrations uh-huh. and so i once i hit upon that i was i was pretty certain uh that that was correct yeah. good good logic into it because it mm-hmm. was ennui well, I mean, it's another sort of cloud one where it's like, I probably mm-hmm. read it, so it's somewhere yeah. in my brain, and I could kind of click it together could from, you be. know, the different pieces. Mm-hmm. Question four asks us, what returned to Indio last month for the first time in three years? So initially, I was thinking of this as some sort of object, mm-hmm. like perhaps a spacecraft or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, think of California being involved in that sort of thing um but that didn't really strike me as correct and then i thought you know the first time in three years and it's happening in april of 2022 so this is something that was uh you know stopped from coming to this location by the pandemic specifically and then i thought oh it's probably one of those music festivals that, you know, hipsters all, you know, want to go to and gather at. And uh, I was pretty sure I had to sort out for myself, like, um, I think it's Coachella, 
But there's also that other one that's in like the Mid-South. Bonnaroo is somewhere out there, right? Like, yeah, I think it's in Tennessee. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, and so I was like, I'm pretty sure, you know, based on the names, especially like Coachella sounds sort of Spanish adjacent. And so that sounded more appropriate to California to me. And I thought, yeah, that sounds about right. I, I feel like I've heard about Coachella coming back this year. Um, and Indio, California sounded like a perfectly plausible location for it to happen. You know, it's not a detail that I know about Coachella. Mostly what I know is you hear about the big musical acts that have to play there. And I know about, you know, making a random phrase into a band name and claiming that they tore up the second stage right. of Coachella or or whatever. Um, and so, but once I hit on Coachella, I was like, yeah, that sounds right. Cause it's, you know, if it were asking for some physical object, I feel like there'd be some other phrasing or, you know, a bit of a clue in there potentially. Um, and so I, I landed on that and I thought, yeah, Coachella, that sounds right. Let's go with that. And that was correct. Well done. Because uh, I couldn't land mm. on this one. Uh, ah. My first thought was the Swallows returning to Capistrano. Mm. Uh, and then I thought, well, I, th I feel like San Juan Capistrano is an actual place, mm -hmm. uh, like a city uh, in, in California. Uh, but then I thought, well, maybe this Swallows return to like the <laughs> mission of Capistrano, which is in a nearby or adjacent city which is called indio like how the hollywood sign is actually in los angeles <laughs> it's not in hollywood sure um that is because there is no actual legal district of hollywood but i digress mm -hmm. um so you know something like that like the the mm -hmm. the uh, the new york giants play in new jersey that sort of thing sure. so maybe the swallows return to what is known <laughs> as capistrano but is actually in indio okay for tax purposes or whatever <laughs> And I just, that was, that was all I could think of. And mm -hmm. I figured this had to be pandemic related, but I just could not land on that particular thing. So I said Swallows. It was Coachella yeah. Valley uh, Music and Arts Festival sure. is the full name, yeah. which I hope none of you gave that name because <laughs> why would you, if you could mess up the phrasing, don't do that. Yeah, That's, yeah we, definitely don't. We did see someone on Jeopardy to, this very night. Yeah. Yeah. Who put a first name with a surname, mm -hmm. and it was the wrong That's first wrong name, so you buddy. missed the question. Yep. Just put Coachella, folks. Yep. Question five asks us about a moon of Neptune that is named after a son of Poseidon. So I had to think of okay, what's a what's a what's a sea deity that I know is a that I know is a moon name, and the first thing that popped in my head was Triton. Mm -hmm. I thought, is, is that actually? I feel like that that is a, a moon of Neptune. And I tried to think of other names that might be it, and I kept coming up with like Ariel, which I'm pretty mm. sure is a moon of Uranus. And Titan. No, that's like Jupiter or Saturn, one of those. And other one and I just I, I couldn't land on anything but Triton. Mm -hmm. So I said, Well, yeah, I'm I'm a good eighty five percent certain that's a moon of Neptune. Is it like the is the big one? Well, it's the one I remember, so maybe <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll say Triton. Okay. And this one, I I couldn't, like, it just, this is the one my brain gave up on, basically. Um, you know, I was trying to think of, for whatever reason, it the phrasing of talking about it's the fictional ruler of the kingdom of Atlantica 
just like narrowed it down to like comic book universe for me because lots of comic book characters and heroes and so on are named after mythological um things and so the only thing i could come up with was namor which i know is not really that but i just thought maybe it's one of those and i Mm. you know it's just i couldn't maneuver my brain out of that track it definitely sounds like a name that you could have borrowed from classical mythology i i would think but you know uh, apparently not i don't think so no so so yeah that that was it yeah Mm. too bad kind of lucky there all right good for you and i i then looked up the other moons of neptune don't know any of them all right absolutely not one of them Uh, it helps that uh at the time that i was learning about the planets we only knew about two moons of neptune (laughs) Yeah, I think that's so right. So, like, a bunch of them were discovered in the 90s and mm. even more recently. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. It's that far away. They're hard to see. Well, yeah. Question six asks us, who starred in or directed the movie Something's Gotta Give, uh, which is, has become the uh, exemplar of the aesthetic known as Coastal Grandmother? Yeah, this is, uh, I, I, I really kind of love this question on a couple yeah. different levels yeah. because uh, I had heard just recently about Coastal Grandmother, which I think might have been one of the You Ought to Know questions oh, uh, recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I right. think. I think you're right. So um, I, props for that to the, to the You Ought to Know uh, newsletter. And just the fact that, that, that this exists is really just delightful to me. It's It's sort of Golden Girls adjacent or something like that. Um, but, you know, something's got to give is kind of like the exemplar of this particular director's style. And her name I couldn't pull easily enough, but I knew that I would figure out, like, I could picture the star of something's got to give. I can see her with the sort of long bob haircut and the glasses and just like, it just took a few more brain cycles to be like, it's, it's Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton, she was the star of that. And I remember, you know, this is one of those movies that, of course, my mother uh, loved all of these, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. kind of slightly screwball comedies with older, mature people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, naturally, because that was kind of her, more her demographic. And just like once I locked in on Diane Keaton, I was like, yep, I definitely know that one. You know, double check to make sure I'm not supposed to give both of them or something like that. So I don't have to think harder about this. But yeah, once I, I zeroed in on this is absolutely Diane Keaton without a doubt, so I'm going to put down Keaton. Yeah, my first thought was that this was a Nora Ephron movie. Oh. Um, and then I, I, I thought, this is definitely Diane Keaton, right? Coastal Grandmother, for one thing, even without the fact that, yes, I think it was a you ought to know question, and that probably was still rattling around in my brain. If you told me there was a fashion aesthetic called Coastal Grandmother <laughs> that was big on the TikTok teens and it was based uh-huh, on a movie uh-huh. star, I am absolutely going to say, oh, so they all dress like Diane Keaton. Yes. Got it. For sure. Um, and then I thought, okay, did I see this movie? Maybe. Uh, I don't remember, but I remember a lot of ads for it. And I think it was her. And I want to say Jack Nicholson and yeah, possibly Alec Baldwin mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Um, so, right. yeah. And, and yeah, I, I remember it being one of these sort of uh rom-coms for the for the grown-ups right um and that yeah you're i didn't think of it per- particularly but yeah just absolutely laser targeted at your mom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I, I i wasn't 
as certain of Nora Ephron, partially because I know that I, in one of my many faults, tend to uh, elide every female movie writer or director <laughs> as Nora Ephron. Sure. Um, She's at pretty At least iconic. every one of the last 50 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, especially of, of comedy. Right. Uh, so I, I just, I wasn't sure enough of that, but I was m- much more certain of Diane Keaton. Mm-hmm. So I went with Keaton. Yeah, and that was a correct answer. And I will say, like, I did try to think of the director just for argument's mm-hmm. sake, and I got as far as Nancy. Okay. Yeah. But the but I, I was like, I'm not going to land on this last uh-huh. name, I don't uh-huh. think. So uh, the other correct answer is Nancy Myers. Myers. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, and Who's... she's given the world uh, oh. many such movies um, and probably is responsible for effectively, you know, the success of a show like Grace and Frankie. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, oh, I, I think put, that is definitely direct I lineage Nancy right Meyer's there. filmography up against Nora Ephron's. Oh, like, yeah. I, mean, I, I think probably... I have seen as many of her. I think yes. probably Nora Ephron would win all in all, mm. but there's an argument. You could you mm-hmm. can make an argument. Sure. So, yeah. So that's so, five for me. Same. Yeah. Different five. Yeah. Of course, but... Uh, yeah, I'm... I have a deceptively good pop music score, so mm-hmm. uh, my my main Rundle opponent is from California. Uh-huh. I believe Northern, but either way, um, probably that probably Coachella coming back was much more in their news than ours. Sure. So I'm hoping that they know knew what it was and saw that it was a pop music thing, and and that I have a good pop music score, and therefore and a, and a very good current event score, and therefore. Uh, gig this one down as hard as they could sure yeah and i you know similarly i my main rundle opponent is uh a ucla grad living mm-hmm. in los angeles mm-hmm. i'm like i zeroed that one with a quickness well yeah. Yeah, yeah um you knew it so it was easier yeah and well that's the thing is that that the 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 tricksy thing about that question is mm-hmm. going to be whether the person actually mm-hmm. kind of made the leap um yeah. but if you know Indio, I think that's probably the only yeah. thing Indio is known for. I, I can't imagine because it's in like a Central Valley kind of region, right? Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I, um, I think it's out in kind of like farming country. Um, so yeah, that I'm hopeful. You know, my science score is decent. Um, you know, my uh, my lifestyle or mythology or whatever score is not notably bad. Um, so I have a hope that I won't lose too much on Triton. Um, and then I might get a, a surprise three on something like Grenada, which is very ge- geography and world history, which are mm-hmm. my worst categories that are uh, in use today. So here's hoping for a good start. So that's it for today. Tune in uh, tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>